Greetings friends and Firebirds fans and welcome to the special May playoffs edition of the Fire and Ice podcast, the official podcast of your Coachella Valley Firebirds of the American Hockey League. Coming to you from Palm Desert, California, a mere Joey Decord rink length pass away from the Firebirds home ice of Akershire Arena. I'm your host, Judd Spicer. Along with this endeavor, I have the pleasure, privilege in this inaugural season of serving as the Firebirds Insider. Along with the podcast, you can find a couple of Firebirds Insider articles per month over at cvfirebirds.com. That, of course, as you probably well know at this stage, is your home for all things Coachella Valley Firebirds, including but certainly not limited to tickets, roster, news, merchandise, scheduling information, and much, much more. Might I also suggest, rather, even if you're a technical knucklehead like yours truly, downloading the Firebirds app, the CD Firebirds application on your cell phone. Great way to get tickets, along with parking, for not just the Firebirds games, but everything happening at Akershire Arena. All right, friends. feel like already bearing the headline or headlines on this special May of Playoff Edition episode of the Fire and Ice podcast as this program proceeds. So does the CV Firebirds inaugural season. Now just one of eight teams remaining in the Calder Cup playoffs. Deeper and deeper, the journey extends into the unknown, into the ether. Now, having advanced to the Pacific Division Finals getting underway this week versus the Calgary Wranglers. Some might say our nemesis, some could say our rival. Both might be deservedly apt. Here to help preview the series against the Wranglers is CV standout forward left-winger Cameron Hughes joining the Fire and Ice podcast for the first time this season. Readily look forward to that chat with Cameron as he's been a blast to watch play all year long. Before we get to that, let's dip into what was, what is, and what will be in this upcoming series versus the Wranglers. Time now for our Firebirds freeze frame. Birds, of course, had the proverbial wings against the wall in the five-game semifinal series with a very good Colorado Eagles team. After splitting a pair of games up in Loveland, Colorado, Firebirds, of course, returned home for a game three that was very taut, an ultimate 1-0 overtime loss. That was a tough pill to swallow. First time the Firebirds had been shut out on their home ice the entire season. But that only served as precursor for what was to come, games four and five respectively. Just a totally electric atmosphere. A lot of adjectives could be used for that, friends, but electric is the one that comes to mind. The shorthanded goal... Uh, late in the game by Alexander True in Game 4 to earn the victory and force a deciding Game 5, which the Firebirds won with a plum 5-0 fashion to advance to the Pacific Division Finals versus the Calgary Wranglers. That atmosphere, if I just might interject, again, electric is a word, probably the top one that comes to mind. But to me, this was the entire point of getting a new team of getting this new arena, to use the pronoun ours. And I was so enthused. I was so personally caught up in it. Hey, might I remind, 
I'm from Loserville, USA. I'm from the Twin Cities. I'm a Minnesota native where we haven't had a sporting championship since back in 1991. I mentioned as such because I know a lot of listeners to the Fire and Ice podcast are also native Minnesotans. So for me, it's just been such a long, long time to feel that pronoun of ours, that home ice, that home field, electricity, to feel it reverberating, to hear those cheers throughout the building. It was amazing. And I was so proud and impressed and enthused how people turned out. I mean, heck, that Game 5 winner versus the Colorado Eagles, a near sellout at Akershire Arena for that 5-0 win. And the fans were invested. The fans were into it the entire game. And it was just so awesome to watch. It really was. This is no slight to anybody that checked out Akershire Arena over the course of the season. Hey, I want to go see what the new spot looks like. want to go see what hockey in the desert looks like. A lot of those folks are gone. A lot of those folks were kind of hockey tourists. And again, that's no slight to anybody. We want everyone to come check out the action at Akershire Arena. But it was not lost on me that the people that showed out, especially for games four and five of the Colorado Eagles series, and not the entirety of that series, those are folks, those are local folks who really have bought into what this franchise has done in this debut season, who are really invested in the fates of our Coachella Valley Firebirds. And again, it was just a thrill to be there. Take a look at some stats. The Calder Cup playoff leaders, yeah, by virtue of playing the maximum number of games thus far. Of course, the Colorado series preceded by three games in round one with Tucson. Yeah, the Firebirds have played all eight games. But of the top five scorers in the Calder Cup playoffs, well, four of them our Coachella Valley Firebirds, that list is led by forward Cole Lind. He have 11 points thus far in the Calder Cup playoffs, four goals coupled with seven assists. Firebirds captain Max McCormick, number two on that list, and again, number two in the league, pairing five goals, which is an AHL playoff high, uh, with five assists. Not far behind, standout defenseman Riker Evans. He's fourth on the list. A goal in the playoffs matched with eight assists. Those eight assists are tied for the Calder Cup playoffs best. And five on that list. Again, this is the entire league for the playoffs. The aforementioned Alexander True, four goals paired with four assists. Should also mention that this episode's guest, winger Cameron Hughes, six assists through eight playoff games. Joey Decord. The guest in the most recent episode of the Fire and Ice podcast continues to avail himself, not just well, but spectacularly. Yeah, Joey Decord, catch him while you can. NHL undoubtedly in his near future. Started all eight playoff games for the Birds. Is 5-3 and three with a 1.88 goals against. That's good in the Calder Cup playoffs for fifth in the league. His save percentage of 9-4-2 good for third in the Calder Cup playoffs among qualified goalies. The Birds now move on to what I think is an inevitable. What we all expected, the top two teams in the American Hockey League were the top two teams in the Pacific Division this year. The only team to have bested the Firebirds in wins or points, it was the Calgary Wranglers. Little bit of a dangle here, friends, because I want you to find a lot more information, breakdown, stats, analysis over at cvfirebirds.com, where I just put out my Firebirds versus Wranglers playoff. Play, excuse me. I screwed that up, I think, every time I try to say it. Let me try again. Playoff preview. 
for more alliteration, it also includes a prediction. But I'm going to use that as a little carrot. I want you to go over there. Read that article. Two teams played eight times on the year. They split four games apiece, but just two games between the Firebirds and the Wranglers in the year of 2023. And neither of those games worked out particularly well for our favorite club. A pair of 3-1 losses to the Wranglers on our home ice. Firebirds lost just seven uh, home games in regulation this year. And again, two of those coming to the Calgary Wranglers, if that tells you something, the most palpable of which was the April 5 home loss. That was a 3-1 home loss to the Calgary Wranglers. And their MVP goalie should interject Dustin Wolf, who was also the goalie of the year. No shock there, being named goalie of the year, by the way, for the second consecutive season. In this series, we've really got the two best uh, netminders, rather, in the entire American Hockey League. Haven't seen a lot of games, haven't watched a lot of AHL hockey this season. I feel like I can state that with authority. Neither of these gentlemen, Messrs. Decord nor Wolf, are long for the American Hockey League, which is to say that, yeah, per my playoff preview, goals could be at a minimum. Looking at the schedule for the Pacific Division Finals ahead, gets underway in Calgary with games 6.05 Pacific time on Thursday, May 11th, and 6.05 on Friday, May 12th. Again, both of those games on the road in Calgary. But hey, if you want to watch them, cool place to do it is the CB Firebirds local watch parties. Those take place, both of them, again, 6.05 p.m. Pacific at Spotlight 29 Casino. I did go to watch Game 2 of the Firebirds and Eagles at Spotlight 29. Super fun. All ages, good stuff. A lot of jerseys, a lot of cheering, drink and dine. Wager at your own risk, by the way. I did step out, I think, uh, in the second intermission and lost, I don't know, $26 playing video poker. But my own defeats aside, great place to gather with fellow Firebirds fans and watch them on a trio of big screens in the showroom at Spotlight 29. The series then returns to Palm Desert and Acrisure Arena for Game 3 of the Pacific Division Finals. Monday, May 15th, that takes place at 7 p.m. Pacific. And then, if necessary, Games 4 and 5, respectively, also on the Acrisure Ice. Wednesday, May 17th at 7 p.m. And again, if necessary as well, Friday, May 19th, a decided Game 5 would take place at 7 p.m. All that offered, all that preface, friends, let's get to this episode's visit with Firebirds winger Cameron Hughes. All right, friends, my guest this episode is an Edmonton, Alberta native played his college hockey at the University of Wisconsin, though we won't fault him too much for that, for being a Badger. Six years of uh, professional hockey. Um, all that uh, previous to this season with Providence Bruins, played a couple games as well for the Boston Bruins. This year with the Coachella Valley Firebirds. Career highs, AHL career highs in both goals with 19 and assists 37 in the regular season. According to my Minnesota math, that adds up to 56 seasonal points. Also an AHL career best 
Might want to also add that it's plus minus a plus 19 on the ice time. Good for top 25 in the American Hockey League. And the Firebirds' eight playoff games should also interject six points, all on assists, plus minus of plus five. Good for top 20 in the Calder Cup playoffs. He might have more goals than teeth. We're going to try to figure that out as we visit <laughs> with winger Cameron Hughes. Appreciate your time, Cameron. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for thanks for having me. Am I right on the math? More goals than teeth? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I, uh, I've had, a, like you said, six years of pro, and I've lost a couple, so hopefully I don't lose any more. Knock on wood. You don't go with the, uh, I think, what do they call it, the flippers? Like the kind of the retainer thing? Not not for you? Um, I have it, but I, I don't wear it too much. I, I kind of just used to rocking the no teeth, and anytime I do put them in, so guys say I look, I look worse with them in, so I just keep out. <laughs> When's the last time you've been able to eat an apple? Yeah, apples are a no-go. Um, like sandwiches can be tough, too, but it is what it is. Got to get a couple light-hearted ones because these are earnest times in the Firebirds hockey world. I had to throw you a few softballs to get going, man. Before we take a, a look, a closer look at what lies ahead in the Pacific Division Finals, look, let's look back a little bit, Cameron, at what was in the second-round series with the, Colo, uh, the Colorado Eagles uh, concluded, obviously, in a thrilling 5-0 Game 5 win at Akershire Arena for the Firebirds to advance but down to one in that series kind of take me into the mindset of the team take take us into the locker room a little bit going into that uh, game four when you guys were down to one yeah um i think any any playoff run any team goes through like moments like that where um like we talked about it like we had our backs up against the wall uh for the, those games and i think it was good for us to you know, to have to dig deep and face that um, like adversity and stuff, and um, there was no panic. We all kind of knew what we had to do and knew that we probably hadn't played our best in the series yet. So, uh, you know, hope we we got to it eventually, and hopefully that um, those games will help us down down this next series. Didn't feel that anybody was sweating it being down two one needed two needing two in a row to advance. No, I mean like obviously you have a sense of urgency that kicks in when you're backed up against the wall, like I said. Um, you know, you don't want your season to end, so you're not sweating it, but you are definitely have that urgency. And uh, it, it brought the best out of our team, which is which is good to see. And we got a lot of gamers in there, so a lot of guys that uh, brought their best. Watching and covering those games four and five, when I kind of opened the episode with this, the atmosphere in Akershire Arena, the word I used was electric. How did it feel? Let's go back to game four. Uh, how did it feel for you when Alexander True scored that shorthanded goal with a couple minutes left? Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, we took that penalty, and we, we knew we needed a big kill, and we knew our kill was going to get it done. And then to get a breakaway out of it, uh, the whole bench was up right away. And then, uh, yeah, Truzy made a great – or Carson made a great play to get it to Truzy, and then Truzy to finish was, uh, was pretty awesome. And the boys uh, – I wish they have a video of our bench because we were going crazy. <laughs> I guess I forgot to even look at your bench because I think that I too was just caught up in the chaos of what was going on in the barn at that moment. Game five, a little different animal, an awesome goal to get uh, that game underway from Jeremy McKenna. 
And then you guys just kind of rolled from there. And I feel like the 9,000 plus in attendance just celebrated basically for two and a half straight hours, getting that first goal in that game, playing the way you did in that moment. Take me again within the team in the locker room and how gratifying it must have been to get that win 5-0. Yeah, that was huge. Uh, I think Colorado still came at us pretty good for that whole game. So it's, it's uh, you know, it was like a, it was a 5 nothing game, but I don't know if it fully felt like that. Like we still defended well and they, they kept coming at us. Um, it's a lot, I mean, it's a lot better when you have a three, four goal lead. So it was nice to get out to that, but um yeah, it was a lot of fun. The fans were, like you said, they were awesome in that game. For you personally, um, Providence teams that you played on, played on some good teams. It looked like, at least record-wise, the best teams that you played on were amid the pandemic shortened season, uh, seasons, rather, plurally. So you personally have never had opportunity to go this deep into the AHL playoffs. Is it a thrill for you? Yeah, absolutely. Uh like you said, the pandemic season kind of hurt me. And then last season, I actually didn't get to play. I had a, I had a hurt. Uh, I was injured. So um, to get a chance to play in the playoff games this year, it's been a lot of fun. I've, I've learned a lot. Uh, learned how to prepare for a little bit better, too. So it's definitely been a fun run, and I'm, hopefully it just keeps on going. You said prepare a little bit better. Anything in particular that goes into that enhanced postseason preparation? Uh, yeah, I think just like – I mean, you're playing the same team five times. Like, um, we're preparing for the players on their team, their tendencies more, uh, their power play, their penalty kill. It just kind of just kind of ramps up every little detail. Um, so it's been pretty fun that way. Um, they they lock down what you're good at, so you have to find what they're giving you kind of thing. So that kind of preparation is, is pretty fun. Mentioned uh, Jeremy McKenna. It's been interesting. I, I don't feel like when he came up earlier in the season, at least point wise, and this is no slight to Jeremy, uh, but there were not a lot of point contributions, either via goal or assist. The last couple of months, and as we've seen more and more in the playoffs, he's a guy that has certainly stepped up for the Firebirds. Um, mentioned the awesome goal. He had two goals in that game five victory over Colorado, all told. You know, for you and your experience, have you seen this? Have you seen where it takes guys a couple months, three months to adjust to the level, and then you get toward the end of the season or maybe even into the playoffs and they start to blossom? Yeah, uh, Pipes has been awesome. Like, like you said, uh, I think when he came up, I don't, I don't know if he really knew how good he was, um, but I remember when he came up, everyone was like, I know I was telling him too, like, man, like, you're too good for the for these posts. Like you're, you're, you belong up here. You're good enough. Like you have all the skills and stuff. So that definitely takes time, and it takes time for everybody. And um, with some of the call ups and guys that got hurt, he's gotten a good opportunity. He's he seized it. So it's been fun to see. He's a he's a hardworking kid, and um, yeah, he's uh, hopefully just keeps going for him. It's going in right now. So hopefully they keep going in. Firebirds put out a locker room video after that game five win, and I heard him referred to as Pipes, Jeremy McKenna. What is Pipes? What does that mean? I don't actually know. He just kind of told us that's what he, he goes with. I call him J-Mac or, um, yeah, Pipes. I don't know. It's just kind of – he just told us. I don't have a backstory on that one. We'll, maybe I'll get one for you. <laughs> also saw in that same video that he had opportunity – 
to put, I mean, I butcher this description, but essentially to put the puck in the wall. Um, it made me think of the movie Major League, where the Indians team, uh, when they win, they take a piece of clothing off the uh, the mean owner. But for you guys, with each Calder Cup playoff win, somebody gets to put a puck in a wall, victory by victory. Kind of explain that, if you could, better than I just did. Yeah, so it's... Uh... It's got enough slots, obviously, each round. So we needed three uh, wins last game. And it usually goes to the guy who scores the game winner. Um, so, yeah, Disco, uh, Dan will, will grab the puck and just give it to the game winner. He says a little speech about the game and then he, um, gets to slap it into the wall. So kind of just symbolizes like we're one step closer uh, after each game and kind of just keep working your way to the top. Let's talk a little bit more about getting one step closer. Allow me to first reset, friends. You're tuning in to the May Playoff Edition, special May Playoff Edition of the Fire and Ice Podcast, the official podcast of your CV Firebirds of the American Hockey League. I'm your host, Judd Spicer. My guest is CV Firebirds winger Cameron Hughes. All right, man. Let's dig into what we got upcoming this week. Games one and two of the Pacific Division Finals. Yeah, Colorado, very solid team, man. They were good all year long. They had some NHL guys come down after, somewhat ironically, the Kraken beat the Avalanche, and then the Eagles benefited from that. Uh, so they were a very tough test, but I think what we're looking at in this Calgary series is something of the inevitable. This was the expected. The top two teams in the American Hockey League all year long, you guys played eight times, four wins apiece, a lot of very intense games, certainly the ones that uh, we got to see at Akershire Arena. Broadly described in your words, Cameron, what do you see in the Calgary Wranglers? Um, yeah, I see it. Uh, obviously, competitive team. Uh, they're pretty well co coached. Uh, you know, discipline. Uh, they believe in their in their structures. Uh, in all the games that we played, them has been pretty tight. Like you said, um, you know, they got a lot of guys that play. You know, play a pretty honest game. And then they got like uh, some pretty uh, skilled players out front too. So it's a team that uh, you know they have four lines that come at you, and I think we do too. So you know it'll hopefully be a good series, and we're pretty excited for it. Um, the April five game, uh, the last time that you guys played, it was just to kind of keep this balanced. Uh, a rare, disappointing moment. In what has been an otherwise amazing and fantastic and still going inaugural season for the firebirds that was a crucial one you guys did have opportunity to grab the lead back in the pacific division and likely the accompanying by you would have controlled your own destiny they came in here on april 5 for the second consecutive time and beat you guys 3-1 it was a letdown man i gotta imagine that the firebirds haven't forgotten that game yeah that's uh that's the last time we saw um it's uh yeah obviously didn't go our way but i think there was positives from that game i think uh you know they had a good they, they showed good stuff in that game so um you know regular season's behind us it's a whole different animal uh we're uh we're pretty prepared for for this series and i'm sure they are too so just uh pretty eager to get going you're absolutely right regular season is gone which is to further illustrate that of the eight times that you played the wranglers only twice in 2023 Played them the first two games uh, in franchise history. Played them a couple more shortly thereafter. Do those games from October, November, do those mean anything anymore? Or is that just like distant past? 
Uh, I think you could take stuff from the games. Um, you know, we we did all our preparation today, and we, we watched from, I know we saw a lot of clips from that game uh, and the games prior recently. So, yeah, you definitely take stuff from them. But, yeah, it's a, it's a brand-new uh, series, um, you know, 300-minute series that, you know, we're looking forward to. You personally played in five of those eight games versus Calgary this year. And availed yourself very well, Cameron. One goal coupled with three assists. Uh, Dustin Wolf started all of those games for the Wranglers. Didn't seem like that team posed too many problems for you. Maybe you personally like that matchup. Yeah, um, no, it's a good, it's a good matchup. Uh, you know, they they play pretty hard. They play pretty honest. Um, you know, those games are a lot of fun to play, and they don't they don't cheat uh, too much. They play play pretty honest. It's it's a battle in front of the net. I don't really mind that stuff. So, um, you know, hopefully that uh, that trend continues. Mentioned the name Dustin Wolf, uh, league MVP this year, AHL goalie of the year for the second consecutive season. Haven't watched you guys play all season long, Cameron. Haven't watched a lot of AHL hockey this year. Two best goalies that I've seen are Joey Decord and Dustin Wolf. Would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I got a lot of respect for. Um, the Wolf, he's a very good, good goalie. Um, and then, uh, you know, I can't say enough about Joey. So I think he probably nailed it right on the head with, uh, with that analysis. We're, of course, both terribly biased. But if you had to pick one on your own net, who might that be? <laughs> Joey's my guy. I mean, he's, uh, yeah, he's pretty good. What makes Dustin Wolf, uh, what makes Dustin Wolf such a good goalie? What, why, why do you think that he's had such two very, very stellar years in the American Hockey League? Uh, I think uh, his competes really good. I think all the video we watched, he never really gives up on on any puck. Um, he's pretty quick. Takes a lot of like the low half of the net away, and he, he um, you know, he's pretty confident in his game. He challenges out a lot, so we got to make it difficult on him and you know get in front of him and um, give him stuff that you know he doesn't like, like traffic and uh, people around his paint and stuff, and you know, that kind of rattles any goalie. So um, especially a good one like him will. Uh, We'll have to get to those areas. Worth noting that in the series versus Abbotsford across those four games, which uh, which Calgary, of course, took that series, gave up multiple goals in every game. So we know that he's a fine player, but certainly not unstoppable. Uh, let's uh, get to a few more here, man, before we let you rest up. Should mention, if I didn't do so before, speaking with uh, Cameron while he is uh, in Calgary, uh, he and I chatting the day before this series gets underway. Kind of interesting in the same way that it was with the Colorado series in round two, Cameron. You got the two games on the road and then the three games at home in your back pocket. I very much believe that the first two games of the Colorado series started with back-to-back. That's certainly what happens for the Calgary series. Do I have that right? Is that how the first two Colorado games went? Oh, uh, yeah. I believe so, yeah. And how, how do you like that? How do you like that setup? I mean, if you were to have your pickings, if you had your druthers of would you have the first two at home and three away, or you guys are again doing two away and three at home, what would you pick? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't mind, uh, I don't mind this one. Uh, you get your, your two real games in. I mean, we've been a pretty good road team all year, so it's a challenge to go into both these places. Like Colorado was a tough place to play, but we got in and stole one, and uh, we're right there in the next one, so um, I mean, I don't know if I have a real preference either way. Like, like you said, it's my first time going through it. So, um, you know, hopefully we can 
you know, put two games, uh, two games here in Calgary, and then uh, I'll see where we're at. Yeah, is it feel reassuring to know that you do have those three home games in your back pocket? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, you kind of look like it's cliche, but you start with just the first one. Um, and I'm probably not looking too far ahead. We're starting with the first one, and we got two games on the road that we got to take care of first before we start, you know, looking past that. So that's probably our main focus is the next two games here. Calgary, as far as uh, their building and a place to play. On the last episode, I asked your teammate Joey Decord about playing in Colorado. He had a few things, and then watching it on AHL TV, yeah, could see why that was uh, an energized building. Certainly not as many fans as Pack and Akershire Arena, but they had their whatever drumline and cowbells. Seemed like kind of an annoying place to play. What 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 kind of building does Calgary have? Uh. We, well, we played there the beginning of the year, um, and it was, like I said, an NHL building, so it was pretty big. Uh, they didn't have a lot of fans in there, but I'm expecting, I mean, we're expecting it you know, to be a pretty good crowd. Um, yeah, it should be fun. It's a fun place. It's, uh, I grew up in Edmonton, and I was a Oilers fan growing up, so I, uh, I always liked when the Oilers would go down and up on the flames. Uh, so it's, you know, it's pretty fun to play in the building, and hopefully, hopefully do the same thing. Cameron, uh, one more for you today. It was kind of interesting in the, the the way the games were spaced out in that second round. And I asked Dan Bilesman in the post game. I think between games four and five, uh, be, because between games three and four, game three was obviously a tough tough loss and one nothing in overtime. And then you guys roared back in game four. But I asked him, "Do you like having that time between games?" I guess it was just an assumption on my part that yeah. It's good to have some time to study, to regroup, to kind of consider, to game plan. And he was like, nah, I like jumping right back on the horse into the next game. How do you feel about that? That's what Dan said? That's what Dan Bilesma said. He didn't like, like the three days between the games. He kind of liked to get, I think, you know, especially after a loss, he liked to get right back after it. Yeah, after a loss, for sure, you definitely want to get right back at it. Um I don't mind. Sometimes the rest is nice as the game's a bit of a battle, but uh, no, it's it is, there's pros and cons to both. You get right back on, it's nice. Um, getting back, getting some rest is also good, so uh, we're pretty, you know, good for either way, and getting right back at it's never a bad thing either. Cameron, it's been a pleasure watching you play during this inaugural season. Again, as a native Minnesotan, not going to hold uh the University of Wisconsin time against you. Uh, this playoff run, man. I mean, this season was it was a straight up gas all year long, and this this playoff run has been even more thrilling. Uh, it's been it's been great watching you play and have so much success this year. Go get them in Calgary. We'll look forward to bringing you back home next week at Akershire Arena for Game Three on Monday the fifteenth. Thanks for your time, man. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. All right, folks, that's going to wrap it up for this special May playoffs edition of the Fire and Ice podcast, the official podcast of your Coachella Valley Firebirds of the American Hockey League. Readily enjoyed that chat and appreciate the time the Firebirds winger Cameron Hughes in this episode. Really look forward to watching Cameron and his Firebirds teammates as they endeavor 
The Pacific Division Finals getting underway this week in Calgary. Games 1 and 2 again as a reminder in Calgary, Thursday the 11th, Friday the 12th before the series returns home to Akershur Arena. Monday, May 15th for Game 3, that's a 7 p.m. start. And then, if necessary, Games 4 and 5, respectively, on Wednesday the 17th and Friday the 19th. Hope to see you there over at Akshur Arena for whatever games are ultimately played in the Pacific Division Finals on our home ice. Grab your tickets along with everything else, Firebirds, including the Firebirds Insider articles, including merchandise, including roster, including, including news, including stats. That's over at cvfirebirds.com. Also, and again, recommend downloading that CV Firebirds application to your phone. Great and easy way to purchase tickets for Firebirds games or anything happening at Akershire Arena. Fun times, exciting times, unknown times, and unprecedented times here in our desert friends. The journey continues. So look forward to watching the Pacific Division Finals. Maybe I'll see you over at Spotlight 29 for one of those viewing parties. We certainly hope to see you over at Akershire Arena as this series returns home. Appreciate you tuning in, friends. And remember, one valley, one team, rising together.